right now we're hiring and I want to make sure that we also want to be profitable. So that balance of we need another person to grow, but I also want to be in the green as soon as possible. Those are the moments where I'm like, okay, others have done it. So can you. Welcome to the Dental Marketer. This is your go-to podcast for diving deep into the world of business, marketing, self-development, and dentistry. From startup secrets to real talk with the pros, we've got it all. So whether you're just starting out or you're deep in years in running your own practice, join us for a mix of success stories, a few learning curves, and loads of insights from the brightest in the industry. We'll chat, learn, and grow together one episode at a time. This is such a fantastic episode because I have such a fantastic guest with me. Now, have you ever wondered what it takes to leap from the corporate dental sector into creating your own independent practice? Well, in this episode, we dive deep into this brave transition through the enlightening journey of none other than Dr. Milka Mendez Ceballos. She's the founder of Positive Pediatric Dentistry. And Dr. Milka, she candidly unravels her fascinating tale of disappointment in the corporate environment and how it led her to prioritize quality care above all in her own practice. So she never saw practice ownership as a goal coming up. She always wanted to have a future in academics and then just work in corporate dentistry and be the change in corporate dentistry. But as you'll listen, that changed. So listen to see why and what made her leap from corporate dentistry into a private practice and then from the private practice into owning her own practice. Now, how did Milka seamlessly set up her practice and which outreach methods and marketing worked wonders in attracting her target demographic? Well, she shares her unique strategies from leveraging her community like ground marketing to engaging potential patients through platforms like YouTube and Instagram. So she's getting new patients from YouTube. So listen into how she's doing that. You're also going to hear about some of the best companies she's worked with and some of the worst companies or some companies that just didn't vibe with her. And she lets you know why. And then at the same time, she talks to us about how she grapples with self-doubt and the steep balance between her role as a dentist, the business owner, and a boss. Now, Milka's resilient spirit powerfully shines through inspiring anybody who's thinking about doing their own startup. So I'm excited to bring this episode to you. Without further delay, here is Dr. Milka Mendez Ceballos. Are you ready to let cutting edge technology redefine excellence in your dental practice? Or will you let another day pass with your potential unfulfilled? In the realm of dental care, where precision and expertise are paramount, the technology supporting your practice can either propel you to excellence or pull you into a quagmire of complications. Dark Horse Tech stands at the forefront, offering state-of-the-art dental technology solutions that meld with the heartbeat of your operations. They understand that in dentistry, technology is not just a tool, it's an extension of your care. Visualize this, visualize a day at your clinic where digital x-rays are processed in a blink Patient records are accessed with a single click and where your entire management system responds as quickly as your team does. Dark Horse Tech makes this a reality. They provide the technological advancements that ensure your equipment 
and software communicate fluently, eliminating the chance of tech-induced errors. Now, let's elevate that vision. Dark Horse Tech not only brings you the tools, but also stands by to ensure that each technological solution is a perfect fit for your unique practice needs. They offer a tailored approach because they believe that every dental office has its own rhythm and your tech should match that beat. And for a limited time, they're making it easier than ever to upgrade your practice. Dark Horse Tech is offering you one month of service absolutely free. It's a bold invitation to step into the future to experience how the right technology can turn a good practice into an exceptional one. So why not seize this opportunity? Embrace the potential of your practice with cutting edge solutions that promise to enhance patient care, streamline operations, and ensure that your practice runs as smoothly as the most meticulous procedure you perform. Join the ranks of many practice owners who choose Dark Horse Tech and let them show you the impact of technology designed with your practice in mind. Claim your one month free service today and witness a transformation that will redefine patient care in your practice. Go in the show notes below, click the first link in the show notes below to check out the exclusive deal Dark Horse Tech has for you. And with Dark Horse Tech, you're not just adopting new technology, you're embracing a new standard of dental excellence. Milka, how's it going? It's going great. We just finished a, a little bit of a crazy week with some snow. Had our first snow day as positive pediatric dentistry, but yeah. it worked out. I'm I'm very grateful. Tired, you, but grateful. Yeah. Where are you located at? Ephrata, Pennsylvania. So for oh. anyone who's ever played Monopoly, the Reading Railroad, first railroad after you pass go is my hometown. And I'm about 18 to 20 minutes from there. Okay. So are you guys hit with that vortex of like the mm-hmm. cold front and all that stuff? Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. tomorrow here we're getting more snow, but our clinic is closed. So that'll be a little easier to navigate. Won't we'll have to reschedule friends and things like that. Yeah. Okay. So today, did you have to do that or no? Today we didn't, but on Tuesday we did. Um, and it was hard to say how much snow was truly going to come down. Mm-hmm. And since I'm about 18 to 20 minutes away from the office. I went based off of the school district and then kind of hoped it was the right call and ended up being the right call because it was a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But in the moment, I was like, well, what's best for my team and for my patients, even though as a new office, you don't want to close, but sometimes it's what's best. Yeah. No, I get you. So then rewind a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yeah. your past, your present. How'd you get to where yeah. you are today? Um, so I never thought that I was going to own an office. That was not in the cards for me. I love nerding out and reading a journal article by the pool. Um, So I thought my future was in academic. And hey, maybe at some point it still will be. But I finished residency very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to go to my hometown and maybe be the change in corporate dentistry. And just wasn't for me. Um, I don't regret it because it taught me a lot of what I want and what I don't want. And it was a little bit of like trial by fire. Um, and I learned a lot. So that catalyzed like, okay, I'm opening an office. Because when I looked at where I wanted to live and work and the lifestyle I'd want for my current and future family, it all aligned with um, being in the type of office that was maybe not an option for me at the time. So I decided to create it. And since then, so I'd made that decision 
December of 2021. And then we just opened our doors December 4th, 2023. So it's been a little bit of a journey. Wait, December 2021? Uh-huh. 100% or in your mind were you like, no, it was one? it was 100%, but I couldn't tell a lot of people. So because with like non-competes and where I was currently working. So when I would talk to vendors and things like that, I would say I'm thinking of opening an office because like I hadn't really articulated the decision in my head out loud to very many people other than my husband and my parents. Um, so then after a while, I was like, OK, I need to stop telling them I'm thinking about it because I'm actually doing this. Yeah. Was it easy to tell your employer this or not really? I did not. So I ended up leaving the office I was in at the time that summer and I never told them. They oh. found out, I guess, maybe when the rest of the world found out. I Yeah, I never let them know. And was it corporate or no? It was, it was, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So rewind a little bit. You didn't ever want to own an office. So you never no. saw yourself as a like practice owner or business owner. So just as a as a educational, what was your future in academics? What were you thinking of? Yeah, I love preventative dentistry. And I think that's one of the reasons that like, led me down to being a pediatric dentist. So my like passions of dentistry involve education, which goes hand in hand with prevention because you're educating the child or the parent. So those two things really drew me to pediatric dentistry. And I just felt like, well, when I'm looking at like new materials, I want to make sure that I'm using what's best. And maybe other dentists also feel that way. But I just felt like because those were my passion, they were best channeled in academics. And I just didn't have an example maybe of someone who I felt similarly or could like see myself through or with <clears> that had a private practice. I felt like a lot of the people who came and talked to us during dental school that were like the private practice would talk all numbers. And for me, like the business of dentistry is something that was part of dentistry, but not at all why it's not like I was looking necessarily to be my own boss at that time. I was like, I can be a team player just for the right team. And I'm sure the right team is out there. I'll find them. But if you want to live in a specific location due to family or whatever mm -hmm. the circumstance is, then maybe that right team is looking for more team players. And sometimes you do have to create your own. Yeah. So you wanted to be in Pennsylvania. Like you guys were like, I this did. Yeah, at least. So my husband and I, we've been married since I was an undergrad. And at some point, we know that we want to have children and we built a house. So we wanted to be near family. And that kind of limited a little bit our options in terms of location. Okay, so you were okay. specifically there. And then we fast forward a little bit. You yeah. went to corporate dentistry thinking this was it. You're going to change it. Well, yeah, what I, do you mean by that? Well, I think sometimes corporate dentistry, maybe I feel like some patients are starting to be maybe more aware of this. But as a dentist, the stigma is that mm -hmm. maybe you don't have as much control. Patients don't get as much time as you would like. And it's high volume. Um, and I said, you know, well, maybe we can switch things up. This is my community. I can, you know, just try to advocate for them if needed. If it's a, an appropriate pace, then great. This will help me get faster because in residency, you have longer appointment time. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's serve the community. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, but it's hard because with a certain amount of volume, you almost have to treat every child or every appointment the same. 
And as we all know, we're not all the same. Just like historically education, everyone was treated the same. And now we're learning that there's different type of learners and maybe there has to be a different approach to a curriculum. So mm-hmm. I would say the same happens sometimes in pediatric dentistry. And that's just my practice style. Um, everyone practices different, but I like to be able to have the control to tweak an appointment for that given child. And that's really hard in a corporate setting. So no fault to them. It's just really hard to do if you're seeing a lot of people. When was the last straw for you mentally? Not like you're walking yeah. out, but you're just like, no, you know, forget you guys. I just felt like I... I'm not a complainer by nature. Mm-hmm. So if I was a cartoon character, I'd be Princess Poppy from Trolls. So like the world is crumbling and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> just hug. It's fine. We just hug. Uh, but what so, would it be? So my last straw, I think, was when I felt like I was raising maybe certain like concerns and it just didn't align with their vision, which I get. So I was just like, okay, well, if they can't make these changes, then the one thing I can control is where I work. So then that's when I decided to approach things differently. What were the concerns? I just wanted to be able to provide more time when needed, um, especially with patients with special healthcare needs. But again, it's really hard because with being a larger company, sometimes the people who make the decisions just aren't the ones that are seeing the outcome. Mm -hmm. And I get it. And everyone has their own vision and mission and ours just didn't align. Gotcha. So then that's when you decided to head out. I did. Um, And I was lucky that I found a private practice that though I had to commute like an hour and 10 minutes without traffic or weather, um, they did align with my practice philosophy. So when I left that summer, that's where I was until um, the end of the year. And I learned a lot from that because I was like, okay, there, there are people that maybe think similarly to me. It can be done. Why did you not stick with them and say, we're going to do this together. We're going to grow this. And well, I think that once you go, you open like Pandora's box, so to speak of the startup journey or having your own practice, you get very invested in what your vision is and you start noticing not things that are wrong with other offices, just that maybe don't align as clearly. And then you realize that you may have to sacrifice and then you have to really decide within yourself, like what are your non-negotiables? And for me, one of those was I wanted to be near family and I wanted to be in a town that had a big sense of community. So the commute ultimately was my biggest con and I wasn't really willing to move, but that didn't change my plan. Uh, Okay. So then besides that, besides the commute and then besides the, I guess, the sense of community, because you are an hour Uh away, you know what I mean? What did you Over an hour away. (laughs) Yeah. Over an hour away. Yeah. So are you the type of person who, if you're in your, you know what I mean? 11 at night, walking in Target and you're like, PJs, get an ice cream, Mm -hmm. a patient sees you, would you be like, my gosh, or would you be like, Oh God, there's a patient. So I would definitely, again, Princess Poppy would be like, oh my gosh, hey. Um, But because I'm 18 minutes from the office, that doesn't really happen. So I can like go out in the middle of the night if I need to grab ice cream, in that example. And I would be okay. But if I ran into someone, I would definitely then get excited. Once I got back into my car and realized, oh no, I was wearing slippers, then maybe I would be embarrassed. But in the moment, like my golden retriever attitude doesn't let me think about it. Okay. So then for you then, what didn't align in that office where it was just 
systems or anything? And then what did work for you where you're like, I like what you guys are doing. I'm going to take it uh, and use it in my office. I think they're looking to continue growing. And I realized that I want more of maybe a more traditional feel, feel in the sense of like traditionally dentistry is like one office. There's one to two doctors. They would just put up a shingle and do the thing. And I love that. I, my vision is not to grow as big as possible and have multiple offices. And again, maybe in a couple of years that may change. I give myself that grace, but as of now, that's not my vision. So that would be something that was different. Um, And then things that I loved was I loved how I felt like the team had more work-life balance and they had a lot of support from the administrative team as well, which I felt like was lacking more in my first role or my first job. How? How did they have more support with the administrative? Um, They had a lot of like, let's see, like 401k, disability, travel reimbursement, like a lot of grace with hours and knowing like, okay, well, yesterday was a really hard day. How can we even it out today? I was like, I like that. I think things that are pros of maybe like corporate America and corporate dentistry is that there's a nice infrastructure that you can always like fall back on and everyone kind of knows what to expect. And I like that. I love structure and predictability. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes the cons is that maybe it's not as personal. So I was able to see the balance of structure while yet being personal. Okay. That's different. Well, I like it. How are you doing that in your practice? What what type of structure do you Mm -hmm. have and how are you making it personable for your, I guess, employees? Yeah, I'm trying to, every day, I feel like I'm always like trying to build on it, Mm -hmm. but we have like standard operating procedures and I've tried to be strict with grace um, (laughs) from the beginning because I, I want to make sure that everyone who's onboarded right now, I only have two team members, but we will be growing. So I want to make sure everyone's onboarded the same. Everyone has the same experience in terms of Yay, you're a team member. This is what our welcome to the team packet looks like in terms of materials. But then also I love good office swag. So that Mm -hmm. has to be thrown in there Um, and so forth. And in terms of making it personal, we do um, weekly meetings and then monthly meetings. Our weekly ones are much shorter now that we've been open. Um, And then my monthly ones kind of are more like what are their vision, what is their vision for themselves in the office, maybe professionally, and how I can help them better achieve those goals, as well as my vision for them in terms of like 30, 60, 90 yearly goals. Okay. So then you're onboarding. Yeah. Besides the packet, right? And the swag, Mm -hmm. what does that look like step-by-step? Yeah. So I'm working with, um, I guess I can give them a shout out, HR for Health. And they've been amazing because I have never run payroll before. I have never, until now, I've never done an employee handbook, making sure that it's compliant with my state guidelines and all of that. So they were able to help me throughout that whole process and really explain everything to me. So in terms of onboarding, first thing that happens is they get a link. They collect all the necessary documentation in a nice folder that I can have. I can put any licenses there, things like that. So that's all nice and organized. And then in terms of if they want to do direct deposit, all of that. And then I can do the onboarding in the office with the welcome packet. Goes over why I opened the office. It goes over what their role is, what to expect, what our culture is, 
our core values and how we can show show up and show those like core values throughout the day <laughs> and then the swag. So it's good. It's good then. Now, yeah, it's been great. If we transition a little bit, talking about your location, you grew up there or how'd you find it? I grew up about 20 minutes from here. Okay. So this place has always been on your radar or what? Yeah, it has been on my radar, but I didn't know if I would open here or closer to home in that 20 minutes. And kind of the scenario you gave of like, hey, if I was in the middle of the night or o'clock at night, go to grab like ice cream or a bottle of wine, <laughs> who do I want to run into? Um, so weighing those kinds of things out. Plus, I was working out some non-competes, which I'm still working out from where I worked in a couple of different directions. Um, this was the perfect storm. Um, and they have a great sense of community was so important to me. I love small town USA. I'm not a city girl. So I love like, yeah, just like small town community parades and seeing the fire trucks go by. And yeah. Have you ever seen super going off left field here, but have you ever seen a show called Sweet Magnolias? Yes. (laughs) I love it. And like Gilmore Girls. Yes. Yes. Like Gilmore Girls. That's my vibe. <laughs> so like my wife watches it, but you know, I'm on the side like watching this, but then I'm watching it. I'm like, what happened to Rory? Why mm-hmm, is she doing uh-huh. that? Why is she being a, you know, but anyways. Yeah, that, my husband does that all the time. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. are you watching or not? And he's like, I'm not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the vibe you like. That's what you're looking for. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So the non-compete, I believe you said that they didn't know that you were going to open a practice until. They didn't. So yeah, I just had a non-compete from the beginning and. I should have listened maybe to the advice. Well, no, everything happens for a reason and I'm happy it worked out. But Mm -hmm. an advice that I was given in dental school is if you know you may want to work someday in your hometown, don't take your first job in your hometown so that you don't like block yourself out of working there. But because that was going to be the change, I was like, fine. And then I'm going to go to academics and there's no dental school near here. So my plan was to be there until... My future children were in school. I have long-term planning issues. (laughs) And then life throws curveballs and I have to adjust. Okay. So that's how the non-compete kind of came in. Yeah. They're built into every contract. So it just happened that mine blocked me out of a certain area, which again, I really think it was everything happened for a reason. It was the perfect storm. Okay. Okay. Now, could you briefly introduce your your dental practice and the demographic you primarily serve? Yes. So we are Positive Pediatric Dentistry and our slogan is we're little smile, smile big. And the positive part is spelled P-A-W because our first employee ever is a furry golden doodle. Nice. Okay. Um, She's our math god. And then um, we don't have like a cavity free wall. I don't want kids to feel shame and if they have a cavity. So we plan to have like a brag board about service and like with something kind you did in your community or with your family. So it's going to be called positive action in the world. So that's another play on the paw portion of positive. Um, Our demographic is mostly, I would say, middle class to upper middle class. I would say more blue collar families. We are near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So there is some Amish population near us, Mennonite mm-hmm. families. Um, there are some factories. There's a lot of agriculture, a lot of farms. Um, very much that Gilmore girl, sweet magnolia feel, small community. Um, Chamber of Commerce is amazing. So 
I am so grateful. Everyone has been so welcoming. Yeah, I, I'm just so far. It's been, I'm really tired, but in, in like a state of bliss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So then mm-hmm. you are right now mainly serving, I mean, it's pediatrics, right? That's all you're going to be yeah. doing the whole, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, yeah, I thought that was interesting. The positive, right? The mm-hmm. play on words and then the positive outlook or what'd you say for the board? Action. Action. In the yeah. world. It's true because, you know, you teach kids kindness and kindness just is like a way to show that they matter. Show that mm-hmm. someone else matters, right? If they keep spreading mm-hmm. it. So I like that a lot too. Now, yeah. What has been your experience uh, with different marketing companies or different marketing approaches? Like which strategies have proven to be the most effective? Which ones do you feel like do not work in a town like this? Yeah. So ground marketing, I try to apply everything that you say, but you have so much content that I really can't apply it all, all the time. I'm like, oh no, I fell behind. But ground marketing has been great. I joined Mm -hmm. the Chamber of Commerce and even like the most like serendipitous connections somehow will bring a patient through our doors. Um, so I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for that. Um, I would say also like like attracts like. So I really value companies that share their story. I know a little bit about them, why they're doing what they're doing, and maybe where some of the funds go to and if they give back. So because I'm drawn to that type of market, I've tried to kind of share our story too, even before we open. So July 1st, I went live to tell everyone because I had told some of my employers that, hey, starting July, I'm going to let people know. So I wanted to honor that. So once July came, I did the thing. Um, And I've been trying to share our story on YouTube. Now my niece does remind me that I haven't been as consistent lately and I'm going to lose my subscribers. But we have gotten some patience um, with YouTube and um, a lot of Instagram as well. But ground marketing and chamber of commerce, I would say is next. Um, I am working with Wondrous and we recently started some SEO, but um, I'm learning all things SEO. It's a whole new world to me. And I've been told it takes about three months to really see how it's working and what it's doing. So to be determined there. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of really depends on like your location where you're, how like saturated it is, right? Yeah. With with mm-hmm. SEO. But when it comes to the YouTube yeah, uh, and Instagram, what specifically are you posting? Like, are you posting like a series, like story one, this is opening and then, or yeah. how does it look? I wanted to do a series, but I feel like there's so many things to do all the time. I think the one I've been the most consistent with is called Framework Friday. Um, and mm-hmm. that is the one that in the beginning was a lot about construction. Um, but now that we're open, I'm hoping that I can talk more about like our core values in action and just like maybe a broader term of the word framework, not just the frame of a building, but like the inner workings of the office. So you're showing people like behind the scenes of what's happening on in your practice kind of thing or... That was kind of when before we opened, yes. And now I'm trying to include like if we go to a school or um, if we do a service project that we have some dates scheduled for, I want to include some video of that. Just showing like, okay, yeah, we get it. You're a dental office, you do dental things, but maybe what are some of the things that people don't realize that we also do mm-hmm. is the and idea. Okay. Is this stuff in yeah. your on your website too or no? Um, I guess our YouTube is not on our website. On our website, you can see like, if you scroll to the bottom, it shows a little bit of like our Instagram almost. It like, 
like bleeds into it. Yeah. Um, and I do use sometimes like repurpose AI, IO, I forget what it's called. And basically I can take content from one platform and share it across the rest. So sometimes if I know I need to put content out and I'm feeling a little lazy, I just yeah. take one video and share it across. So some of our YouTube videos are on Instagram um, when I've just repurposed with the content. One quick mention I wanted to let you know is that Dr. Ceballos is part of the pediatric dental marketing course that Manal and myself uh, have created. We have wonderful members in there, lots of pediatric practices. So if you're a pediatric practice specifically listening and you're thinking, okay, I want to do the strategies that she's doing. I want to do the ground marketing. I want those results. Or at the same time, maybe you're just stuck with marketing. You don't know what to do with your social media. You don't know what to do with your ground marketing, your internal marketing, all these things. Feel free to click the show notes, go in the show notes below, click on the link that says pediatric dental marketing course and check it out. Check out everything it has for you, the Pediatric Dental Marketing course. I'd love to see you in the course. I know Manal would love to see you in the course as well. And we'll teach you. We hold your hand throughout the whole process. We teach you and you're able to get more knowledge and you're able to talk with us, Manal and myself and other experts in the field. And you're able to talk to Milka and other people, right, when it comes to the live office hours and so forth. So we have a community in there and it's pretty awesome. And uh, we teach you all of it when it comes to marketing your pediatric practice and building these relationships with your community, uh, learning how to grow your social media to where it's effective, to where you're getting new patients and so forth. So feel free to go in the show notes below, click on the link that says pediatric dental marketing course, look for the logo or the picture too as well, and um, find out more. Now, I know you mentioned Wonderist. So how much do you typically allocate for your marketing activities? Yeah, right now monthly it's about a thousand two hundred dollars. Okay, and that's with like the website and everything. Like, mean, well, how yeah. much initially mm-hmm. was it like your website? The website initially, I want to say, was seven thousand dollars. Okay, so like seven, then plus like a one thousand mm-hmm. something retainer fee. Mm-hmm. Okay, SEO, but yeah. So then you've been open for like a month, and this is a huge mm-hmm. question, Milka. Everybody always asks, like, yeah, when am I going to break ready. even? Right? Like, oh, that's a great question. How? Yeah. How? When does it look like? So I wanted to ask you for yeah. you, when did you start? I guess seeing because I don't know if you're breaking even or not. Or you can let us know if you are, but yeah, I can. Start, not yet. Okay, <laughs> you're like super. <laughs> quick. When did you start seeing like profits and like you know what I mean? Start coming mm-hmm. in and and how quick was that? Yeah. So with insurances, some insurances will tell you like, we'll pay you anywhere from like 10 days to 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. which is so lovely. Uh, There's some patients that we saw last month that we're finally starting to see the like pickup of that. Um, I also have an in-house membership plan and that has helped Mm -hmm. us have like be able to see like long-term more like, okay, we're going to have some steady income these coming months as well. Um, we're not breaking even yet. Um, my goal is by month three. By month three. That's so my you, goal. Okay. And your membership plan, is it like you created yeah. it yourself or? I'm working with um, Clear. Okay. To do that. Yeah. Is that allocated in your marketing budget or that's a whole separate? So to start it, I just had to pay, trying to remember, it was a small quantity, under $50. Um, and then I pay them a fee per patient that signs up. So I net positive, if that makes sense. So I don't have it allocated right now as part of my marketing, but I probably should. Okay. Okay. And then with this whole 
And did you get a loan or did you go with a specific bank or you already had savings or how did that go? Yeah, no, I got a loan and it was with Bank of America. I did talk to a couple banks and kind of had them talk to each or compete with each other, so to speak, um, which I recommend because I feel like it helps sweeten the deal. Um, and I signed the initial loan, let's see if I remember, March or April of 2022, but I didn't have a space yet and it took a while to sign our lease. So we had to do several extensions because I signed the lease then Jan- like the last day of January of 2020. So it was like almost a year between first getting approved for the loan and then signing the lease. How much was the loan for? $7.95. Okay. And so were you able to use it all like the way you wanted to, or they were telling you kind of like, okay, you're going to get a little portion of this portion of that. No, they were, I actually, the person who I'd have to have like my calls with, he was so kind when I finished, I was like, I'm really going to miss you. He was so helpful. I'm like, yeah, Bradley from Bank of America. What a guy. So sweet. I like emailed Bank of America and I was like, hey, I don't know what he does on the day to day, but give this guy a shout out, please. Yeah. Yeah, he's very kind. Mm-hmm. No, he was very helpful. If we needed to reallocate funds, so let's say like my contractor was like, oh, actually we need like five grand more, but like IT was five grand less. Then he'd be like, okay, let's just like reallocate it. Give me like a couple hours. I'll send you like an approval through the portal, just write approved and we're good to go. And he was just so fast. Sometimes I would send something on like a Friday at 4.30 and he'd have it done before five. Like it was great. Vendors and companies would get their funds very quickly, which everybody loves. I Mm -hmm. hate to be the limiting factor. So that really helped things go smoothly because we started our build out like last week of June. And then we got certificate of occupancy October 30th. It was pretty fast turnaround. Yeah, that is. That is interesting. Okay. So thinking of Bank of America, Bradley, thinking of mm-hmm. all the wondrous, all these companies, what have been some of the best companies you worked with and some of the worst companies or maybe ones that just didn't work yeah. well with you? Yeah, I would say the majority of the companies that I have worked with, I have been pleasantly surprised with um, mm-hmm. because you always feel like, is this too good to be true? Um, but I've learned to trust my research and my gut throughout this project. So I'll do my research in all companies. And then I'm like, okay, what's my gut saying? And I try to lean into it because sometimes Mm -hmm. on paper, two companies may look similar, but one maybe is more your communication style. So um, I would have to say, number one, um, my consultant, I'm so grateful for them because they really introduced me to a lot of other people. um, Mm -hmm. And that helped a lot, especially because you can only research so many hours of the day while you're also working as an associate dentist. So mm-hmm. um, Ideal Practices is who I worked with um, mm-hmm. and they were great. I'm very happy also with the technology in the office and the TVs on the ceilings and how everything talks to each other. And that was Dark Horse Tech. So super grateful for them. They didn't give me like a cookie cutter option. Like some other tech companies tried to say like, A, B or C. And these are the computers you must have. And this is what you must do. And they were super flexible. So if I said, hey, I have some of equipment already and I use that, they really compared it with what they recommended and then gave me kind of like a shopping list. Mm. Um, so that was really so nice. Kind of like a la carte? A little bit. Yeah. I, I would say as a la carte as I could find, which is what I was looking for. Yeah. 
Would you say they're reasonable though, like with their pricing and everything or compared to how many people did you really like compare them with? So I reached out to some local people and mm-hmm. I, they weren't as responsive as I'd like, which is like red flag because with your IT company, you hope you never have to call them with an emergency. But mm-hmm. if you do, you want them to be responsive. Mm-hmm. So it's like at the front end, if you're not responsive, like, so some of those people didn't go far enough down the process for me to really like consider seriously. So I played seriously like three companies and they were the most flexible, the best with response time and the least cookie cutter like with their packages. So you were more looking for like response time and a specific customized package aside Mm -hmm. from like, were you looking at price or no? I was, I was, because, and that was part of the reason why I needed someone who was flexible because Mm -hmm. I had some computers and I had some like old keyboards that when I say old, they're like within the last three years. So they're not that old. So I didn't want to have to buy extra things, which ultimately brings down the cost if I didn't have to, but some companies were unwilling to kind of meet me there. Interesting. Okay. And so far they've been pretty good. They've been great. Yeah. I'm so kind. I just, yeah, I love people. Golden retriever syndrome, but yeah, kind people are my favorite kind of people. Okay. Nice. Nice. That makes us happy that you're happy with Dark Horse. Yeah. yeah. And then my other shout out is probably mm-hmm. Wondrous. Just again, so proactive and I need something done right away. They're on it. I've also learned to appreciate working with like different time zones because sometimes I'm awake at a random time, but it's a totally appropriate time for the West Coast. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's uh-huh. so nice. Interesting. Okay, so Wondrous is, so those are the three. Then if you were to give me, which ones did not work or gel yeah. well with you guys? I, I can't even tell you what their like total, like full name is, but I would say, be careful with companies that like are like OSHA or like HIPAA specific and try to sell you like, we're going to make you OSHA compliant. Because I did something like that with HIPAA and they like kind of left me hanging. So then I had mm-hmm. to go with somebody else after I made a financial investment in them. But I don't even remember their full name because I was so turned off. I'd have to like look, look up my emails. And people reach out to you if they want to ask? Yeah, sure. Happy to. Yeah, please do. Because I felt like they said, hey, like, we'll do your help you with your HIPAA manual. We'll do all these things. And then when the moment came, it was like we did the videos and I'm like, where's the manual? And they're like, oh, well, that has a different fee associated with it. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, that's not what we talked about. But okay. I see what you did there. Still? Yeah. Anything back? Yeah. No. So, (laughs) yeah, that not okay. That's, but I don't think they, that's not them gelling with you. That's just, you know what I mean? They were not good. Bad like, company. Yeah, that was just not so a good. So much so that I repressed their name, but <laughs> I will look it up for someone. Now I'm using, um, they're called Smart Training and they've been great. We just had like a mock OSHA site visit with them so they could <laughs> see if we were compliant or not. We were, um, nice. but they can give us ideas on like, oh, spruce this up and like, oh, they'll ask you this. So it's nice. Okay, awesome. And then right now, how many mm-hmm. new patients are you getting monthly? So, you know, we've been open one month, but December, <laughs> um, we had 39 new patients. Oh, everyone's wow. new. Um, and we were only open two days a week because I was working part-time as an associate. So that was only in like 17 days. So I was really happy with that. So far in January, being open three days a week, 
the Thursdays are more like meetings and admin and making sure everything's rolling. Um, we've seen 46 new patients. Wow, that's really good. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, our, goal, our goal is 50 for January, so we're oh, almost there. Yeah, yeah, we're like halfway. Not even, are we? I don't even know. We're in the 18th. A little past oh. half, I guess. But yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll, it's going to be easy for you. You got it. Yeah. So then throughout this time, I guess from the moment you decided, like, I guess I'm going to have to do practice ownership. This is it. Till today, right now. Mm-hmm. What's been some of your biggest fails or struggles or pitfalls? Yeah. yeah. I guess ultimately what all of the like biggest failures come down to is doubting myself. And not because I'm not capable just because it's all so new. So I felt like I became like the expert in my craft. And now I'm wearing this hat of like business owner and um, boss that I've never been like trained in that. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like I could do something better. And then I have to give myself some grace because I realize that it's new. And I... I started like, I wish I would have kept it here with me, but I have like a little book of mantras that I sometimes will write to myself Uh um, because like, so one of them is like, others have done it, maybe just as capable or less capable than you. So like, Mm -hmm. you can do it too. Things like that were just kind of remembering to give myself some grace in the process because there's so many resources now that didn't exist even like five years ago and people still figured it out. So I think it'll all be okay. Yeah, I like that. Walk me through that, Milka. Walk me through yeah. that moment where you had to look down and say, others have done it. And you, yeah. what were you feeling? What was going on? What was happening to where you were yeah. like, I needed to see that? My personality is very much like people pleasing mm-hmm. and I don't like letting people down. So I really want to show up and be the best dentist for my patients, the best boss and manager for my team. So usually when I have to look at that, it comes from a place of could I have done something better or if I felt like I let someone down or if I, you know, like right now we're hiring and I want to make sure that, you know, we also want to be profitable. So that balance of we need another person to grow, but I also want to be in the green as soon as possible. Those are the moments where I'm like, okay, others have done it. So can you. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess it can kind of feel like you're in a gray area where you're like, what do, where's the connection? How do I make mm-hmm. it from there to there? But you're right. Others have done it. Interesting. Yeah. That you're working on that, not to doubt yourself mm-hmm. too much. And learning to trust my gut. Definitely been a big learning process. If I look back to Milka 2021, there's so many decisions that were like overwhelming. And now looking back, I kind of knew the answer from the beginning. I just maybe didn't have as much trust in myself as I'm learning to have now. Like what were some of those? Yeah, I would say some like vendors and like even as like this building that we're in right now, when I signed the lease, it was grass. And that seemed daunting because everyone knows that construction has been kind of a big question mark. And (laughs) I didn't know if that was a concern or something that I shouldn't do, but it's what felt right and made sense and comparable to other existing buildings. And it fit my vision the best in terms of I need natural light. (laughs) I wanted a lot of parking for families. Um, I'm the type of person that likes to be able to have plenty of parking. So I wanted to be able to offer that to my patients and their families too. So I went with my gut and we did it. And I love our space. I even 
as tired as I may be some days leaving, I'm always just so grateful and taken aback. We yeah. have the best sunset. Yeah. You look back and you're like, my gosh, look at this. But you do yeah. have a beautiful location. It is really beautiful out there. Thank you. But okay, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is yeah. throughout this whole process, and if you can kind of look at it as a perspective of like bright-eyed, bushy-eyed Milka, right? And you're looking at mm-hmm. her and you're like, oh, oh, Milka, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. How has all this affected your personal life? Yeah, well, let's see. I feel like that's such a like multifaceted question because mm-hmm. my personal life is like my family, but also like me, also like my relationship. So I would say one confidence I am as being the people pleasing person that I am and I'm trying less to be. There have been moments in my life, maybe previously in my less jaded version of myself where I would just be like, okay, well, I guess that's just the answer. It just is what it is. I'll just make do with that. Where now I'm like, no, that's not what I want. So mm-hmm. please uh, reconsider that. And I'll still say it very <laughs> kindly, but I'm not just going to roll with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I am better at keeping other people accountable for the things they said they would do. Where before I may have just, instead of keeping them accountable, just taken on myself so that I'm like, oh, who needs to get done anyway? And they're not doing it. So I'll just do it. Or now I'm like, no, unfortunately, I'm going to need you to complete this by set date. So having like the confidence to, I guess, speak up. Yeah. And I think in my personal life, that looks like maybe if there's an event I don't want to go to, say no from the beginning. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I mean, it depends on how good the event is, right? Like if it's yeah. a fantastic event, you probably should go. Mm-hmm. But like the, the more you say no, the more you're able to say yes to many other things, right? But mm-hmm. if you say yes to a, everything, you're, good, yeah. you're really you're saying, saying no to uh-huh. a ton yeah. of stuff. So exactly. it's, it's really good. How has this yeah. affected it so much in the sense of like, oh, now I have more time at home, less time at home. What's happening at home? Right. Like, or maybe goals have changed and you're like, yeah, put that off for a while kind of thing. Yeah. I would say it ebbs and flows. The first like month leading into opening, it was just like everything. It felt like I was like spinning all the plates. That was hard. But right now I would say my priorities are, and I think also communicating my priorities to my loved ones. Like it's not that I don't want to do something. It's just that right now, this is my priority. Um, I think helps too. So like the office, um, I also am doing a half marathon next month, which sounds scary to say out loud. Um, But I have to prioritize my runs when I can as well. So sometimes that looks different for family outings too. And because I'm in my hometown, my family, immediate family and my husband's family would love to see us all the time. So being able to set some boundaries there too. Gotcha. Okay. So then letting that, because it is, like social battery, right? Like it is true. Mm-hmm. Like you love to see your family. You love to see everybody. But sometimes yeah. you just want to be like, hey, yeah. we've watched Gilmore Girls five times already. Let's just watch it six times. And let's just be, you know what let's I mean? Let's decompress a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is something like, I think not brings you back to reality, but like lets you know, like we can do this. Right? The little things like that. I don't know, to yeah. me at least. No, I agree. A full night's sleep, like you wake up the next day, you're ready to conquer the world. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. Okay, awesome. So then what advice do you have for anybody about to do a startup, thinking to do a startup, or maybe they're in the process of their build out, mm-hmm. but have not opened yet? I would say someone who's thinking about it, if you're thinking about it, and you've been thinking about it for a while, do it. Like you can do it. There's plenty of resources. Ask for help. 
I asked so many questions and people were so grateful. Like I was so grateful for their answers that now I just want to pay it forward. So please reach out if I can help in any way. I'm happy to. Um, I would hate like a dream deferred. I feel like that's one of like my biggest fears. I don't want to like look back and be like, I should have done this or should have done that. So I hear that a lot. I hear like people will reach out and say, oh, like, when did you decide to do this? And I'll share a little bit of my story. And they're like, oh man, I wanted to open an office three years ago and I still haven't. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Just do it. Like ask the right questions, meet the right people, just figure it out. You got it. Um, and if someone's about to open, I would say get involved with your community. My community has been so, so supportive from the general dentist to cupcake shops to there's no pediatric dentist in the town itself, but the neighboring towns have all reached out as well and like welcomed me in. And I think that I love the collaborative spirit, but I wouldn't have that if I hadn't put myself out there. Awesome. Milka, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. If anyone has any questions or concerns, where can they find you? So on Instagram, I'm just at Dr. Milka, M-I-L-C-A. And then you can also message me at Positive Pediatric Dentistry. Either way, just let me know. Happy to help. Like I said, I love people. Awesome. So that's going to be in the show notes below. So if you want to reach out to Milka. And Milka, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And Milka, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you for letting us dive deeper and give us more insight and more um, knowledge and know-how on what to do when it comes to owning a practice, but at the same time, what to expect. Uh, So we really, really appreciate you. If you want to reach out to Milka, go in the show notes below, look for her name, and then all the links to reach out to her will be under her name. So feel free to reach out to her, ask her questions, ask her questions about Dark Horse if you want. As you know, this episode is sponsored by Dark Horse Tech, and they're doing amazing things like you heard Milka say, right? They've been with her. They're super responsive. They're affordable. They're like basically a la carte, right? So it's never like this is the one package and then that's it. This is another package. That's it. Pick or choose. Pick or choose. No, they're responsive. They're flexible. They're fantastic. So if you want uh, right now, they're like I said, they're giving you one month for free services. So go in the show notes below. Check out that offer more. And also at the same time, when you click that link, you're able to see what other of your colleagues, other practice owners are saying about Dark Horse Tech. So get that deal if you can right now. It's a one month for free, one month free of services with Dark Horse Tech. Uh, so go in the show notes below, click the Dark Horse Tech logo to check out more. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate you. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>